0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: The following podcast contains explicit language.
0: Do you think we need more blood?
1: Mm, Head looks good, but maybe
0: more on the neck. Yeah, I think so. Maybe we should like spray a couple more right there on the neck and on the shirt. That sounds good. Can't have too much blood. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 18 years, Liz.
1: That's me, Liz Kraft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition
0: that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we're going to talk about all the things we are not doing these days, all the ways our lives have fallen (laughs) apart since our pilot got picked up.
1: Oh, so many ways. (laughs) And we're also going to debut a new segment called Name That Hollywood Job. There are so many jobs here that just don't exist in other industries, and our friend Sherry Carnes has one of them. Sherry's going to come by and tell us what the
0: heck a story analyst is. Yes, and we also have a lucky Hollywood hack, courtesy of our director, Larissa Kondraki. But first, we want to share an extremely gratifying email we got from a listener named Natalie. So Natalie wrote in response to episodes 39 and 42, where we talked about slash urged people (laughs) to freeze their eggs. Um, She wrote... Last fall, I listened to your episode about egg freezing, and as a 34 year old woman, it got me thinking. My job keeps me extremely busy, but after hearing that episode, I decided to make some appointments with my gynecologist and eventually a fertility specialist to learn a little bit more about the process. After going over my test results in mid December, they both suggested I go ahead with the procedure and that I should start sometime in the next six months, i.e., before turning 35. As you know, fertility preservation cycles are tied to your period, so when I got mine the day before, new year's eve i was not thrilled i wanted to go out and ring in the new year not inject myself with needles alone in my (laughs) apartment i knew i could just wait a month or two or three or four to start my freezing cycle but something the universe told me to just get over it so i went ahead and began the process the next day Just six days later, completely out of the blue, I was contacted about a job in another city. It was a huge promotion and something I never, ever thought I would be approached for, and I certainly hadn't considered leaving New York City, my home of 10 years. Over the next several days, hopped up on hormone medications, remember? I thought about it and increasingly realized the job was a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So just four days after my retrieval surgery, I got on a train and met with the people who wanted to hire me, and a few days after that, I ended up taking the job. The one thing I keep thinking about is if I hadn't frozen my eggs on that very first opportunity, I never, ever would have done it. Between the new job and moving to a new city, life would have gotten too hectic, and I'm sure I wouldn't have had the bandwidth to deal with such an overwhelming emotional medical process on top of all the other changes that were suddenly upon me. All of that is to say I'm so glad I did it when I did it, and I like knowing that a little piece of me, several of them actually, are holding (laughs) down the fort in NYC while I take on this new challenge.
1: Well, Natalie, three cheers. Yay, um, Natalie! Yay! We love hearing about people freezing their eggs. <laughs> we really do. Because <laughs> I really wish I'd frozen my eggs, although I think back then you couldn't, but I wish I'd frozen some embryos. Yes. And we talked about cosmic
0: timing in episode 42. Mm-hmm. This is like a prime example oh, of it that. It really is. Yes. Yeah, so well done. Yes. And we think you should name your future children Liz and Sarah. Yes. Maybe Elizabeth Sarah or Sarah Elizabeth. Oh, there you go. Combine the two. Yeah. 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 Elizabeth Sarah. Sarah Elizabeth. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Natalie. All right. First up is our segment from the treadmill desks of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches this week. And this week, it's all the things we're not doing
1: that we should be doing, that we usually do, and that we have completely abandoned since our pilot got ordered. It's ugly. It is um, exercising. Not hasn't doing happened. it. No, I haven't done Inform Fitness in weeks. Me neither. I basically just texted Anne, my trainer, and said I'm
0: out. I did 12 minutes on my bicycle one morning.
1: Oh, well, that's good. But
0: that's in like the last month and a half.
1: Yeah, it's we were horrible. even in our Disney office. Uh, usually during the pilot, we're at Paramount, but we were. Uh, it's over the weekend. We were at our Disney office working on the script, where we have our treadmill desks, and I just couldn't even bring myself to get on it. No. I was just like, I can't leave this chair
0: marcia got on mine for a little while yeah she did she you know Marsha keeps it going but yeah. you and i not so much all right something else we're not doing i'm not doing is flossing i'm flossing a tiny bit i am not flossing i and it sucks because i had like you know i've never been a good flosser and i had finally gotten into a really good flossing routine for like a year out the window out the window sucks we are not taking
1: our kids to school. That's no. sad.
0: It's so sad. But I at least we it. get to
1: see them, glimpses of them. Yeah. Which we wouldn't be able to do if we weren't in L.A.
0: And when the rare times when I do get to take Violet to school, I definitely savor it. hmm It's nice. We're also not putting our kids to bed.
1: Not really, no. They're pretty much in bed by the time we get home. Yeah. I go in and kiss. I'm sure you do, too.
0: Well, I don't kiss because I'm afraid of waking her up. I I literally, like, at night while she's sleeping in the dark room, will blow Uh a kiss to her Uh (laughs) as as if that's you know, means anything. That's sweet. But it's really hard because I, you know, I think as an only parent, I really feel... The responsibility yeah. of, like, taking her to school and putting her to bed and that those are, like, the priorities in my day. So letting go of that, it's really hard.
1: I think that's a lot harder on you than it is on me because Jack's just with Adam. Right. It's just they're getting a lot of Jack Daddy time, yeah. you know, which yeah. um he's fine with. Right. He does miss me, you know, but it's just it's it's not as big of a deal, right? It's a season of
0: sacrifice, it's a season. We'll of think sacrifice. of it that way, yes,
1: we're also not eating well, no, I mean, we usually don't snack on anything bad at work at all at all, and I am here to tell you, we have been taking down. The chips.
0: The pirate's booty, the corn chips. Yeah. yeah. Like,
1: I never eat chips and salsa at work. Like, I, I, to, I do it at home all the time, but the yeah. office is like my place where I don't eat bad food. Yeah. And I haven't eaten. I mean, look, we have had worse eating on pilots. Oh, we're my God. We're eating a million times better than we ever have before.
0: Yes. Yes. But we're having our moments. We sure are. We're also not responding to friends' emails. No, we're not. Like we just this morning remembered that we got an email from our friend Nichelle. uh, I mean, two or three weeks ago, never responded. Sorry,
1: Nichelle. Yes. Um, Not getting pedicures. No, not at all. Luckily, it's been cold here, so we don't have to wear sandals, sneakers, and Uggs. Uh, What else, Sarah? Not meditating. Oh, haven't even thought about meditating. (laughs) That's not even. That doesn't even rise to the level of being on my list right now.
0: What about you, Liz? Okay,
1: here's a pretty <laughs> bad one. Showering. <laughs> I have nearly given up showering. I mean, we had our story conference, which was a big deal. And I'm like, I have to take a shower and blow out my hair and blah, blah, blah. I showed up without having showered. But um, <laughs> well, you looked fine. No one knew. No one knew. There have been times when I like, I'm like, when did I shower last? Like, I'm not even <laughs> sure. So that's. That's bad. I'm looking forward to getting back into my daily showering routine. <laughs> Just the basics. Um, we are not socializing. No. No. Socializing is out. We're socializing um, with each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. Thank God we're at least like friends in yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like sometimes we're socializing. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, it's crazy. We'll socialize in May. Mm, maybe. June. Mm-hmm. We'll
1: see. Hopefully we'll socialize at an upfront party. Exactly. <laughs> um, we're just not relaxing. It's, it, it, no. You can't relax because even if you have a moment to relax, your mind is just going about the pilot. Yeah. You well, know? you just
0: shift to another thing that you have to stress about. Yeah. One thing that you have to stress about gets put away, and then another thing that you have to stress about moves in.
1: Yeah, which goes to not sleeping. Yeah. I dream only about... The show.
0: to show yeah. you have to talk about your dream your yeah
1: work I was, stress dream yeah my work. i was so stressed about work i dreamed that our first ad terry was like giving me a hug like, it's gonna be okay
0: <laughs> he's a very calm he's a presence. very
1: calm person yeah um that was my like dream my my dream pat on the back um and the same dream i was dreaming about wardrobe approvals oh god that's the
0: worst Basically, all self-care has just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. With no sign of returning anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not good. No. But we kind of knew this would happen. It always happens. I do think at least we're doing better on the eating than we've done in the past. Yeah. So, good for us.
0: We're starting from a much better place than we have in the past. Yes. So, when we fall back, we're not falling back as far.
1: Yeah. So, how are we going to treat ourselves when this pilot hell is done? Wow. Pilot hell that we wanted and are grateful for and right love.
0: <laughs> yes we're so say. thrilled to be not doing all of I know things. right <laughs> like that's the irony I know um okay so I made reservations at the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa mm. I'm gonna take Violet there for four days between shooting and editing that's, oh, that's how good I'm gonna like have just a moment at least of recovery before we go into editing what about you
1: I'm hoping during that same time, because we have just that tiny little window yeah. and it, that crosses over with Jack's spring break, too, uh-huh. to go to Palm Springs for a couple days. Nice. Um, and we'll still, even there, we'll still be, like, doing stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we don't have to be in L.A. to do it. We can be reading scripts and, you know, because we'll, well, I'm sure we'll talk about this, but when you do a pilot, you end up... Meeting with writers in case you have to staff the show before you know if it's going to series. So we'll have that going
0: on. Yes. And what's nice about the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa, this is not an ad, but they have a kids camp. Ah. So I can sit by the pool, read scripts, and Violet can be in kid camp. Perfect. (sighs) And then, Sarah, once
1: this is all done, we'll have to do an episode about getting back on track when you've gone off the rails once this is all done. Yes. Yes. May, June,
0: July. (laughs) We'll go to that spin class. I keep telling you. Oh, God. I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Next up, our new segment, Name That Hollywood Job. But first, a word from our sponsor.
1: Sarah, now it's time for a new segment we call Name That Hollywood Job. Everybody knows about writers and directors and actors and
0: publicists, but there are a lot of interesting or unusual jobs in Hollywood, and we're going to talk about them. Yes, and for our first... Interesting Hollywood job. We corralled our friend, Sherry Carnes. Sherry has been our friend for well over a decade, which is frightening. She gave us our very first primetime job when she was head of Kevin Williamson's production company. She's the coolest person ever. Idris Elba wanted to make out with her, and she didn't. <laughs> Claim to fame. And she has a cool job. So, Sherry, thank you for coming in. Yes, thanks yes, for having Sherry. me.
1: Sherry. <laughs> So, before we get into a little bit more about your life, tell us
2: what is your job? I am a story analyst for Warner Brothers Pictures, so the feature side of Warner Brothers. My job is to read books that haven't been published yet. I mean, some that have scripts that are coming in, whether it's for they want to know if they should buy it, whether or not it's a good writer, and they should hire the writer. And then once something is actually bought by the studio, be put on projects. So if there's a specific project, say Suicide Squad, I did not work on Suicide Squad, but uh I will read every draft mm. that comes in and do notes sort of about what I think about the story, what works, what doesn't work. It is simply a platform for the studio executives to then read and bounce off of. They can ignore it, they can, you know, sometimes it's really helpful. I think they be, they kind of come to know each person's voice and mm. what material they like, so they'll start sending certain things to you or to, you know, to other people. But uh, yeah, I read. And is it called coverage? <laughs> is the so you read a book or a script and then you write
1: a document that breaks down certain things. Yes, and I is do. That what's cover Is called yeah, coverage. I do
2: regular coverage, which is if it's being sent in to be bought. Um, I do quality of writing coverage, which is obviously whether or not they should hire the writer. And then there's a project coverage, which is a much more in-depth analysis, and then you get into notes, actual notes about the story. And then there's project comparison coverage, which you do the latest draft and then the uh, oldest draft, I guess, latest and newest, um, and mark out what's been changed in the story, how it affects the story, you know, and then the regular, you know, sort of analysis of of the script. One thing that's interesting to me about your job
1: is, like, Sarah and I are, we go from job to job a lot. Like, yeah. we'll, you know, we're constantly in a state of flux, sort of not knowing what's around the corner. Right. Mm-hmm. And your job is really, like... I mean, you, you could stay there indefinitely. I mean, it's like you work for Warner Brothers, and it's, it's more traditional in that I sense. just went
2: to a retirement party for one of the other story analysts. He was there since 1989. Wow. wow. Isn't that insane? That's very not no. common in Hollywood. No, but it's a union position. Um, you have a pension and benefits, and then you're sort of protected by the union. It's a really coveted job. There are not many people
0: who have this job in Hollywood.
2: No, I went to a, a union meeting recently, and I think there's only 78 that are actually in in that part of the section of the union. It's wow. part of the Editors Guild, uh-huh. um, but and they're starting to talk about like wanting to expand it and get like young blood because the, I think when they hired me at Warner Brothers, it was the first time they'd hired in like 15 or 20 years. Oh my wow. god! Maybe it's 15, but wow. yeah, no, wow. And they hired two people, so it's it is it's like a little bit of like. The unicorn job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like it's it's not splashy. It's not like right. you're, you're not like, ooh, I'm a studio executive, which I've done. So or not studio, but you know, development. But it's I get to work from home. Yeah. yeah. Well and you love reading. So <laughs> and I, love I mean a exactly. lot of what you're doing is reading novels. Yeah. Right? I specifically ask for novels. I'd much rather read a novel than a script.
1: Um, and let me ask you this question. Well, I have a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. But first one is when you read a novel, like, what are you looking for?
2: One, the bones of the story, just like the structure of a story. Will it be able to be broken down into three acts? Because um, movies are three acts. Because movies are three acts, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that comes in that's just so dense that you're like, sure, this could be something, but it's probably a television show or a limited yeah. series. or mm-hmm. you know. So this is specifically, and it has to be a Warner Brothers movie. Like, So that in itself is a different standard from maybe like what Liongate and not quality standard just like a different they make different types of movies. Right.
1: right. Have you had anything yet where you've read it and you're like oh my god
2: this could be a huge movie? I just got put on a project which I'm sure I can't say what the project yeah. is but it's been in development I think for like 10 years but a new writer came and turned it in and I was like oh my god I love this. Oh well, that's exciting. Yeah I was super it was Ed, who retired, Uh (laughs) it was his project. Oh, you inherited (laughs) it. I inherited it, and I was like, "Thank you, (laughs) (laughs) thanks, Ed." That's fun. (laughs) Yeah. So, Sherry, can you tell us a little bit about your career journey in Hollywood? Sure. I My career, I probably, I'm on chapter three or version 3.0 of my <laughs> career. <laughs> Which is a very common thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. it is. Um, I came out to be in development. I got a job at Warner Brothers, uh, worked for a vice president there, and then went on to work for Brian Helgeland, who has won an Academy Award on L.A. Confidential. He's a great writer. He sort of really supported me. And then I moved into development with Barry Mendel, who's done like Rushmore and uh, Sixth Sense. And then became I uh, ran Kevin Williamson's company, which is where I met you two. Yes. <laughs> so that was version one point <laughs> nice. <job>. I remember <laughs> our first yeah. meeting with you so yeah. clearly. Yeah. Uh, I read office your, at Sunset Plaza. Yeah. I read your Oz script, and I was completely disturbed about you two. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you show up, and you're like, huh? And they're <laughs> like, like, they're from Kansas City. This is like, weird. Nice Midwestern
0: girl. Yeah. You think
2: you had a, a priest get raped? <laughs> yeah. I think. We did, yes. <laughs> Page
0: um, two. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like, she is way too cool to be our friend ever.
1: Oh, we were, like, like, we were like oh my so God. intimidated yeah. by Sherry. Not we, true. It took <laughs> a while to become friends because we yeah. were... Yeah, we gave you a wide berth.
2: We had a good, we had a good staff. It was such yeah. a fun yeah. show. I mean, yeah. it, didn't it was a last, show called Glory Days. It was um, like,
1: on the back when there was a WB. It was on the oh WB. God, yeah. Went the nine Dancing episodes. Frog.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god!
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry.
2: So anyway, you're so you were at so was, Kevin Williamson's company. Yeah, that was version 1.0. Then. My dad died, and I had a complete, like, you know, revelation of, like, am I doing what I want to be doing? Yeah. He always said, you should be a writer. I decided, you know what, I'm going to be a writer, partly because I was in the room a lot for you guys yeah. from Glory Days, and yeah. I loved it, yeah. like, breaking down the story and doing everything. So I started writing, and I wrote a novel that then got me, and, then a, and, a, and two specs, but then I got hired... I listen, Sarah. That's right. <laughs> <The Women's laughs> Club. Yes. Full circle, people. You Full gave circle. us our first primetime job. We gave you your first primetime job. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Which uh, which was very fun. It's way too short. Well, that, uh, that show, the
1: strike, um, the 2007 seven. Seven yeah. Writers Guild strike, really hurt that show. Yeah.
2: Because right now, we'd be, we'd be killing in the ratings. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's so sad. I know. <laughs> so sad. It really is. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So then version 3.0 comes because i got very sick and for a long time i didn't know what was wrong with me i almost died and then i then it was like a three, couple times yeah and then it was 3 years of okay now we kind of know what you have but we really don't know how to treat you so it was a long time of me not being able to to work probably a, yeah. a 9 to 5 or especially in a writer's room like yeah. i just didn't have the energy or the ability to sort of concentrate and do that so I started, I have friends who work in production or in development also, obviously, from version 1.0. Um, and they offered me, they're like, come read for us. They're like, you can do it at home. You can do it from your bed if you're not feeling well. You know, it's just, uh, it's, then we need your help. So do it. So I started doing it for them, which then led into another company I read for. Um, I just sort of added in because it's all freelance in the beginning. And that's how you get started as a story uh-huh, analyst. Uh-huh. Um it's literally just kind of amassing like a, a roster of people that you read for, and then then it rolled into to where I'm at, which was pure luck, pure luck,
0: and skill. Yes, well,
2: I no, I do. You're, think I I'm, you're damn good at. Yeah, it. I I can do my job. I know. I you know. I I believe in that. I know what I'm doing, but the way the job came to me was such like a. And I'm not like this person, but it—it it was so the universe just being like, "Here, you've had a rough go of it. Here's like this gift, mm-hmm. um, and it's a gift that I don't know. Ten years ago, I would have seen it for mm-hmm. how great it is. Mm-hmm.
0: We talked to Marissa Tancheron, with whom you are also the very best. good friends. She's yes, the best person ever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> about working in Hollywood, working anywhere really, and having a chronic illness. Yeah, um, you have a job that you know really works with like the life that you need. Yes. Yeah. Um but lucky, how do right. you how do you balance those two things?
2: Sometimes well, sometimes not at all well. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Marissa's my hero because she somehow manages to like do it all and just keep a smile on her face. For
1: people who have, might not have heard the episode, uh, Marissa is the creator or co creator of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and she has lupus.
2: Yeah. yeah, she has lupus, which I and I have an autoimmune disease also. It's as with autoimmune because there's so many different variances and like little different, mm-hmm. they don't really know the exact version right. of autoimmune, <laughs> but I'm treated almost as if I have lupus. I have to take the same medication. Um, but for the first three years when I was figuring out, you know, medications and how how everything, like, could function, it was impossible. I mean, it was really hard. Like, yeah. and the lucky thing about what I was doing was I could do it as freelance. So if there was a day where you're just like, I can't, like, I can't work, uh-huh. then I could, I had that choice. Of course, right. I wasn't, I didn't have health insurance and I didn't have, right. uh, you know, it wasn't great money, but it was money. Yeah, I mean, there's weeks where you feel like complete and utter crap, whether it's like joint pain or just like mental fog and trying to figure that out. I can kind of now know when it's coming. A lot of it has to do like you need to exercise. You need to sort of keep your body going. But then there are days where you're like, I I can't. Like it just it kills too much. But you you get into a cycle. But if I then push myself because it's just who I am. And then if I do that for a couple of days, all of a sudden it's like, my entire energy has been like taken out of me and I'm mm-hmm. completely wiped and then you just sort of have to go okay wait I have a really big week this week like I gotta get to bed at a certain time I have to you know I really want to go out to dinner with friends tonight but if I do there's no version of being being able to like work not because I went out and got drunk just because right. like <laughs> physically like I won't be able to do it yeah. um so yeah it's just it's a it's a journey because, like, every week it's different and, yeah, you just sort of – you have to watch what you eat. I don't know. It's 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 fine.
1: Well, why, I mean, watching <laughs> you as someone who's sort of watched you go through yeah. this whole thing, it does feel like you've gotten to a place where you're sort of – you know at more at peace with it so much more and that you have managed to incorporate it into your life in a way that obviously you don't yeah. like but
0: you're you're still loving life thriving when you're yeah. life great your life is in balance like this yeah. job really yes allows you to keep your life in balance yeah it's nine to six
1: the interesting thing to me about hearing your story you know your three yeah. acts mm-hmm. is for everybody, not just in Hollywood, it really shows how you don't know what is going to lead to what. Yeah. I mean, it's like you said, your job now you have because of Act One,
2: yeah. because
1: of the people you knew 20 years ago. For sure. So it's like no matter what business you're in, you really just don't have an idea of what's around the corner and doing something. You don't know what you're doing now, what it could lead to. Oh, my God. And I it never, may be yeah. something totally unexpected
2: yeah I mean most of the jobs that have come have all been through people I know. I mean, it's not like the the cool like hot job like I'm an executive, but there's so much more things that are be- like that are better about it. like yeah, yeah. you don't have that sort of like overwhelming pressure to deliver. You're just sort of taking the material and being able to look at it from just an outsider's perspective of yeah. does this does this feel like a movie to me?
0: What I love is that it's really all about the story. It's kind of pure in that Mm -hmm. way, you know? It's just, tell us about the story. Does the story work? Mm -hmm. Can we turn this into something? Yeah, no. And people really have to trust your evaluation. Yes,
2: yes. And then it's, it's, hopefully they do trust my evaluation. (laughs) Well, I (laughs) hope they trust your evaluation because
0: I know how fucking smart you are that's right they should trust your evaluation (laughs) i
2: said dude three times people (laughs) um sherry
1: before we let you go is there after your you know many experiences here in hollywood is there anything in particular that makes you happier in
2: hollywood my friends i mean the group of people that i have like sort of found in this world like i have the best friends And that, like, goes, like, there's such a big group of, like, of women who do support each other, Mm -hmm. um, of neurotics like Bill Krebs. Uh Bill Krebs, (laughs) who was was, on the show, show, who's amazing. (laughs) Um, But it's just, yeah, no, I think that, like, I'm so happy I came to Hollywood because I have, like, this great, I do have a great life of great people. Um, So that's it. I think it's the people.
1: Good. Well, I like you spreading the message that not everyone in Hollywood is like a shark. Um, <laughs> there are many nice Midwesterners like the three of us. Exactly here, Bill Krebs also. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's from Michigan. That's right.
2: <laughs> you can have real friends in you Hollywood. Can. You That's heard right. it here first. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sherry, thank you so much for coming in.
1: Thanks thank for having me, Sherry. <laughs> Next up, hits and bombs. But first, an ad break.
0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: And now it's time for hits and bombs because Hollywood is all about big hits and big bombs. I don't have a
0: hit. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's been rough. Um, But Mary had a hit so I want to give Mary a hit. We unexpectedly mm. had to work on the weekend, and, you know, I, as an only parent, I have to really plan ahead for child yes. care, and it was kind of a last-minute thing, and I could not find anyone. Mm. And Mary, I mean, just, like, I sent her a text, and 15 seconds later, she was like, Yes, I can babysit. Um, So I just really want to thank Mary for jumping in and watching Violet so we could get together and work. Violet had a great time also. Well, Mary, who wouldn't have a
1: great time? I know, exactly.
0: Violet was thrilled. And so, anyway, Mary, thank you. Mary stepped up. Yes.
1: Sarah, my bomb this week was (laughs) I had just like a massive anxiety attack in front of Jack while Uh. driving. Basically, it was a we. Ha- I had to get him to school early for his second grade play, which is like the biggest event of the year. Which uh-huh. is why I was going because I haven't been doing anything at his school. But this right. is like the one non negotiable event you have to be at yes, right yes, of the year.
0: Yes.
1: And I'm just like vibrating, you know, at a different <laughs> level these days. Yeah. Um, so I had to get him to school early. So. Right as we leave, I find out there is a horrible accident on the 101 with a fatality, and the 101 is closed. So now I have to take surface streets to school, and so everybody else is taking surface streets. And I I guess I couldn't get into the school once I finally got there because it was, like, all the clogged arteries. Uh-huh. And I, I called my friend Amanda, um, who you know, Amanda. Uh-huh. Luckily, she's a very sweet person. Yes. But I was just like, I can't get in. I can't get in. Like, screaming. <laughs> Jack is in the back seat. Oh. I was like, I even yelled, fuck, I mean, I, which I never swear in front of him. I really don't. Yeah. I just, I lost it yeah. and I, I'm Aww. sure it's the all the stress Yes, it's came out you know I'm down. stressed about being on time anyway I oh, yeah. hate to be late yeah and he, I was like, felt like a mom fail. It was the one time I was taking him to school, you oh, know, in weeks. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then
1: I was going to have him late to the school play. Aww. Now, as Amanda kept telling me, and Adam kept telling me, because I also was calling Adam freaking out, is that <laughs> everybody was late, right. Because it was a horrible accident that totally messed with LA traffic. Yeah. And I should have just been like, hey, something awful has happened. There's been this accident. It affects the morning. Let's stay calm. Jack will get there in time. I'm sure they won't start the play without you. Right. Uh, but that's not what I chose to do. <laughs> I chose to start screaming <laughs> insanely. Well,
0: so, boo Liz. That's just, yeah. It's just a symptom of this particular week. Yeah. So, things happen. We move on. We move on. Jack will recover.
1: He will. He didn't even care. He
0: probably loved it. He was probably like, ooh, mom said Fuck. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, neither of us has a hit this week, but maybe our show will be a hit. Yes, that's right. That would be nice.
1: All right, Sarah, it's time for this week's Hollywood Hack. This week's hack comes from our pilot director, Larissa Kondraki, and it's the Lucky Cat. Yes. Um, We need it right now because we want some luck to get our pilot picked up. Mm -hmm. The Lucky Cat, or Maneki Neko, is a common Japanese figurine which is often believed to bring good luck to the owner.
0: Yes, and when we first interviewed Larissa we we interviewed her over Skype, yeah. um, and she was in her home office, and we were in l a and when we talked about like, please come do this pilot with us, I noticed one behind her mm. um on the computer screen. I was like, "Oh, she has a big lucky cat, which you have also at your house, yes, in my kitchen, yeah, and little did we know that the lucky cat is like her thing, oh, she loves herself some lucky cats she showed up and suddenly there are lucky cats in the transpo (laughs) vans there are lucky cats in the windowsill of our office there are lucky cats in the production office like everyone has a lucky cat
1: and i have to say i think our pilot is going to be amazing so they're working just based on the lucky
0: cat yeah so and a little bit of larissa's talent too i mean there's that (laughs) there's that so thank you larissa thank you lucky cat And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thanks to our producer,
1: Jennifer Lai. Also, thanks to Kristen Meinzer and Andy Bowers of Panoply. Thank
0: you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at S. and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fane. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Liz, did I tell you I also ordered us a money frog? No. It's so gaudy, but I figure, you know. Hey, if we have a lucky cat, why not have a money frog? (laughs) I'm all for it.